0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Everything with Jenna, or welcome if this is your first time listening. My name is Jenna, and this is my little corner of the podcasting universe, and I greatly appreciate you taking some time to listen to my ramblings. It's pretty awesome. So uh, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about vacation. So yes, we actually were on a vacation all last week, and it was kind of an interesting vacation because there was multi layers of the vacation so the first thing is is my son who just turned 14 in June we actually were able to send him to a surf camp and it was a week-long surf camp in Southern California and it is I guess that's world-renowned so I mean that's pretty cool but um uh it's really cool so the kids or the people who go teenagers basically and the one that he went to uh learned how to surf there's a lot of beginners some that had some experience but for the most part pretty much all were beginners and uh he camped out on the beach well not necessarily on the beach but like in this like campground thing with them they have it all set up they have like a a trailer with movies and i mean all kinds of stuff but um It was a really cool experience for him and it was the first time that he actually ever went to a camp that wasn't like with a group that he was a part of or with school or anything like that. So it was kind of his first, I don't want to say grown-up thing because he's only 14, but it was a really, really interesting thing for him and I was a nervous wreck and uh, when we dropped him off on Monday... I felt so much better because we got to see it in person. Because if you're not familiar, I live in Las Vegas. And so we had to make all these accommodations and figure everything out and do a lot of finagling with my ex-husband who we share custody with and all this stuff, but it all worked out and it was a really, really cool place. And while Jack probably wasn't the best surfer, he definitely, the waves were really high. In fact, in Southern California, they were saying like how high the waves were, uh, kind of unusual for this time of year. But, um, anyways, he was able to stand up on the board a few times and he learned a lot and he made friends and it was just a really cool experience, especially coming out of, being at home for a year basically right for more than a year I would say so the fact that we were able to do that and take him was really really cool and I'm so incredibly proud of him I know that when I was a kid you know things were different as it pertained to going to camp and this and that and uh, I don't think it's like my parents didn't care because they definitely do and they I mean they did and they still do but I think for this day and age, I don't know. I just feel like it's different. Like I'm way more helicopter mom. Uh, I try not to be, but I am. I mean, he is my only child. So I don't know, I guess if I had more than one kid, would I care as much? I'm sure I would. But, uh, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a big step for me. And it's not that I don't trust him. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of shitty people in the world and you worry, right? I mean, they're your kids and you just only want the best. And then I'm like, and it's the ocean and, you know, it. Can, the sea is a deadly place, you know, kind of a thing. So long story short, great experience for him. I'm so incredibly happy that we did it. He learned so much. And I think it really gave him even more confidence than he already has. I mean, he's a pretty confident individual, but... I think it really added to it. Uh, And I'm really, really proud of him. And it was a great, great experience. So while Jack was doing that, my husband and I said, well, it seems kind of silly to drive all the way back to Las Vegas. So we didn't. So we just had a vacation ourselves. Uh, So we actually went to Disneyland. Yes, it's true. Went to Disneyland. It is open, fully and I'm using air quotes for that. And, uh, we went for one day and I am a Disney adult, like Disney through and through. I'm a huge Disney person, Disney fan, um, mostly of the parks. I mean, of course the movies and things like that too, but really of the parks, it's more of the whole experience. I'm an experienced kind of person and I'm all about having experiences. And I think that even just shows it with like, what we gave our son right like we gave him an experience for his birthday which was earlier in the month but um you know with with surf camp and everything so um so going to disney after the panini here (laughs) the the pandemic has it's obviously it's not over but we are the three of us my husband my son and i are fully vaccinated and um with that being said that was our choice we will for the most part. And, uh, and you know, I felt confident. It wasn't worried so much about that. I was just more worried about like, what is it going to be like there? And that was something that I have to say initially I thought like, okay, this will be great. California just opened up and no masks are required inside of the Disney parks. Uh, you can, if you want, you don't have to, which was fine. And, um, When we got to Disneyland, so we went on a Tuesday, we had to make reservations. So that's one thing that they are requiring reservations. And as a what's called a legacy pass holder, I do get discounts still, even though they've done away with their annual pass program. Um, If you did have an active pass when the shutdown happened in March of 2020, They're still extending discounts on merchandise and food and things like that, which is great. So I get like between 10 and 15 percent, depending on what it is, discounts because I had an annual pass, which is pretty cool. And um, we made the reservations a while ago. We were kind of betting on the fact that we were going to be able to go on June 15th, because that was what all the all the rumors were pointing to, that it was going to be open to out-of-state guests after June 15th, I should say. And, and sure enough, it was. And um, so we went, and when we got there, it took us only about, our hotel was right across the street. It took us 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I guess, between leaving, walking out of our hotel room to being on the first ride. So that was tremendous. You can definitely tell that, the, um, restrictions are still in place as far as capacity and they still have some, a lot of attractions are still not open. Um, probably I think at Disneyland, probably four or five attractions are still not open. And at DCA, California adventure, I would say probably, I don't know, four or five are still not open as well. And most of the wait times were well under an hour. I mean, we did, we did five rides within three hours with no fast passes because that's the other thing they don't have fast passes anymore. So if you're a Disney person, you've been to Disneyland and you understand the fast pass system at Disneyland, not Disney world, but at Disneyland, uh, cause it is different. Uh, there is no fast passes. There actually is the last I heard. There's no fast passes at any of the Disney parks currently. So, it wasn't bad. When we went over to Disney California adventure, we had a park hopper. You can't go until one o'clock. So we did. And, um, we went into the new Avengers campus and we checked that out. And that's when things got a little rocky for a few moments because they're really pushing mobile ordering, right? They want everyone to mobile order, but even the lines to pick up for mobile order is ridiculous. And, um, I'm like on my phone trying to mobile order for lunch at this. There's this place called the PIM Test Kitchen, it's new in uh avengers campus and in in california adventure and i'm like i don't know what's going on so i turn my phone off i turn it back on you know thinking like okay is there something wrong with this and it's like you have to be in avengers campus to order and i'm like i am like we're standing in front of the place trying to order trying to order and just getting frustrated and um the line the standby line because they are doing standby now for a while i guess they weren't but um the standby line just to get food was like So it was like an hour and a half long, right? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, we need to go somewhere else. So, um, because it's 1.30 now, because that was the time we we couldn't get over there until one o'clock. So, so it's like, oh, well, we'll go to our favorite place where you can get like these really fun hot dogs and they have these film strip fries and they're super fun. And it's one of our favorite little um, fast eatery places there at Disney California Adventure. It's called Award Wieners. So we get over there and... Uh, We're standing in line. Then we walk up. The cast member says, Okay, these two lines over here are for standby. These two lines over here are for mobile order. Okay, fine. So we're standing, we're standing, and the line is not moving. And then the cast member makes an announcement that, Oh, all of mobile ordering is down across Disneyland, both parks. Well, now that answers my question as to why I couldn't order at the Pim Test Kitchen, right? So, uh, so then we're standing there and it's hot. I mean, it's not super hot. I mean, I live in Las Vegas, so it was not that hot, but it was warm and they have umbrellas up. So we're standing under this big giant umbrella, whatever. And I hear this man next to us, kind of ahead of us in the other line. And he was talking about the corn dogs. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, what is he talking about corn dogs? Now the app is not working at all. So you can't be the menu. You can't do anything. So I'm trying to see the menu. So I step out of line and I look and I'm like, oh my god, they changed everything! Like it used to be all these hot dogs, now it's not. It's only three different versions of corn dog. It's like the hot link corn dog, a regular corn dog, or a cheese stick thing, like you know, hot dog on a stick kind of thing. Which all of these menu items, this is the same exact menu, was at another fast place in. California venture called the corn dog castle, which makes sense. It's called the corn dog castle. And my husband loves it because he loves the hotling corn dog. However, that was not what we wanted at that point. Now we can't, if we get out of line, we're screwed, right? <laughs> you can't like, and it was kind of like the, this is fine. We'll just eat here. It's fine. We're already here. We've already committed. We've been in line for like 10 minutes now. And, um, yeah. It just was one thing after another. The cast member when we finally get up there, it takes us like 20 minutes and we literally ordered he ordered a hot link corn dog, I ordered the cheese stick thing, cheese on a stick dog thing and that's it, two drinks and two le- lemonades. Like that was it. Like we're not talking like any kind of long thing. And it was Like, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't read our card. It wouldn't do. I mean, it was just on and on and on and on. And then like I was like, wait, don't I get a discount here because I'm a legacy pass holder? She's like, oh, yeah. And she was just like so blase about the whole thing. And I understand. Right. I completely understand. Like, you can't do anything about it. And I said to her, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be frustrated. I'm not frustrated at you. I'm just frustrated at the situation. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Meanwhile, so I was a little pissed at that Meanwhile, the guy next to me on the other side He was waiting just as long And they give him free dessert and stuff Because they're like, we're so sorry you had to wait so long I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what now? Like, and this chick in front of me here Who's serving us is just like a bitch And again, it's not her fault But that part was kind of, I guess, but you know, it's that kind of thing where, and like my husband said, we went and finally sat down and whatever. And he was like, it just takes you out of kind of like the, the feeling. And that would be something I would say happened consistently there. Like it just felt like as much as we were happy to be back in the parks, it's just, you can feel that they're not quite there yet. Right. Like, like, We read an article, my husband did that afterwards, and he, and it said that Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort is still missing 32,000 employees. Now, a lot could be said about that, right? Like they have to bring cast members back. They had to furlough all of them. There was a lot going on. And then with all of the additional money that the government is providing, and if you know anything about Disney, theme parks, they pay shit, right? Because mostly, if you think about what they're doing, like, it's very quick service, this whole thing, they have this, you know, they do have high expectations of their cast members, but it's not like they're paying a ton of money because people aren't necessarily... Making careers, I know people do, but making careers out of working at Disneyland or D- Disney California Adventure, right? Like they're there, they're in college, they're in high school, they're retirees, whatever, right? Like this isn't like their lifelong career path. Maybe it is, but I think for a lot of them, it's not. I mean, look at what the industry is right there. Anyway, long story short, so. We do all of that. We were able to actually get on Web Slinger, which is the newest attraction at Disney California Adventure, which was really cool. We were not able to get into Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. I set my alarm clock. I tried to get on the virtual queue right at 7 a.m. We did not get a spot, which sucked. But we did get one for Web Slinger, which was really cool. I'm a Marvel person, anyways, so that was really cool to see a new to get to experience a new ride. So that was very very exciting. It's very cool. Um, but I would say overall, you can just feel that it it's hard to explain. Like you feel like you just like everything should be back to normal because it feels like it because you don't have to wear a mask in the park. You don't have to. They took all the social distancings, like things off the, the floor talkers off the ground and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I was still aware and definitely hand sanitizer and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it. <sighs> So you feel like it should be good, and it's not quite there yet. And I understand that. They just fully reopened June 15th, and we went on June 22nd. So I get that. I mean, they've been open since the end of April, but now with all the capacity restrictions lifted, even though they're still having them, which is smart, right, because they can't keep up with the demand. There's still a lot of uh, restaurants that are open, again, you know, changing of things and just how even like even like a traditional where a churro cart normally would be is not there anymore. And uh, trash cans. So that's like a big thing. If you know anything about Disney, Walt Disney himself, he was big on like the trash can should be so many feet apart. They're not now like they're way farther apart. And I think it's because they just don't have the staff to keep up with the demand. Yet the demand is still there from the people. Right. Right. We looked and there are no reservations through August now at Disneyland. I mean, they might be opening some more up. But as of like yesterday, there are no reservations left. So because of that, I think it's just it's a bigger, it's a bigger conversation about restarting, right? So you're restarting, we're restarting everything. You see, and we've heard this now for probably at least a month, there are health-wanted signs everywhere across this country, every place. I live in Las Vegas, a tourist town. Some of our, some of our casinos cannot reopen because they cannot get staff back. So that's happening, right? Because there, there's a lot, it's a much bigger problem in my opinion. However, the reality is, is that the want is there. People want to go. People want to spend money if they're able to. Like, I really feel very strongly about that. Like, people really want to start their lives and get going again, right? I mean, I know that we certainly do. But you can feel like there's there's this want and then there's the needs that the that the businesses have that they just can't keep up with. Me personally, as far as filling positions within my company, within my division, within my role, finding people to work in open positions that we have is very challenging right now. It is not an easy time to be hiring people because honestly, I think a lot of people have done a lot of soul searching and realized, hey, look, I don't want to live this life anymore. The life that I had pre world going to hell in a handbasket i want something different i don't want i want to work from home i don't want to go into an office i don't want to go to a, a resort where now it's like oh look i can go and you know sell stuff on etsy and enjoy myself you know i mean i really feel like that's a huge part of what's happening right now and i and i do think that there is definitely a shift uh, and I think it'll be a wave and then ripple effects probably for the next realistically two to four years, in my opinion. Maybe four is a long shot, but I could see that. I think, if anything, and I've said this for over a year now, I feel that though the pandemic has really given a lot of people, myself included, given us a reason to take stock in what we want to do and how we want to do it for ourselves, how we want to live our life, what it is that we want to do, what's important to us. Now, personally, I love my job. I'm very happy with my job. I am very blessed to have the job that I have. And if anything, it has reinvigorated me to be more excited to to see people coming back together again. However, I don't know if I would be saying that if I still had the job I had before I got promoted. I was lucky enough and it just happened to be I got promoted right before the pandemic hit. And if I was in the job I had before pandemic hit, I don't know if I would be in that job anymore honestly and that's not to knock my company i love my company i've been there for more than 10 years i just think that it would it probably i could see how that happened i don't know but i i feel like that's probably what's happening and when you come back when i come back to disney right I think there's probably a lot of people are like, it's expensive to live in Southern California. If you go on any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you see all these people who are leaving and it's not because they don't love the weather or they don't love living in Southern California. It's expensive in Southern California. For instance, after we went to Disney, we ended up, um, we had planned this out so then we went to Laguna Beach my husband and I did and we were there for 3 days two nights 3 days and it was amazing and it was it was awesome we were right on a beachfront room. We had this amazing view. We had, you know, we, we were able to walk to all the shops. If you're familiar with Laguna or not, it's just a typical beach town in a lot of ways, right? Where it has a lot of like the little coffee shops and the little like cutesy artsy things and little cute niche, niche, you know, shops and stuff like that. But while we were there because I'm this person, I go and I look on Zillow because I'm like, wow, this is, you know, like I just love this. And it's just for an 800. Oh no. I think it was a 700 studio. Maybe it was a one bedroom apartment or condo, almost a million dollars, $998,000. And it wasn't even on the beach. It was like away from the beach, but near the beach, beach adjacent. It's like, you know, you look at it and it's like, yeah, and now, but Disney wants to pay me 15 bucks an hour. What am I doing? You know, how am I ever going to live my life? You know, that kind of thing. So, so it's expensive. And, and I think people are really taking stock in what's important to them. And California is expensive. We went to, uh, downtown Disney and the first night before we went to Laguna and it was like, we, we got dinner it was a pizza. It was nothing crazy at one of the restaurants. We each got a beer, cause you know, vacation life, whatever. And the beers were like twelve fifty for like a regular beer, nothing special. I think it was literally a blue moon. No, it wasn't even. It was actually I think there it was a Michelob of Ultra. It was twelve fifty for a glass of beer. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And that's, you know, Disney, but still, like it's ridiculous. I get why people are moving and people don't want to work in those types of environments anymore, especially with like highfalutin types of people like myself who I'm like, what? I don't want to spend twelve fifty for a beer. <laughs> you know, I did. But but uh, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. But vacation all in all was really great. And um, it did feel good to feel normal. Again, I do have to say it was very nice to to feel some kind of normalcy to not have to walk around with a mask on 24/7. Um that was really nice. We had masks, we wore them in certain shops because they asked us to and you know, it said on the door and we said, "Okay, no problem. No problem wearing a mask." Um like I said, my husband and I both are fully vaccinated and vaccinated, and so is our son and um he uh you know, we we have no problem complying, or when we feel comfortable, or if we feel uncomfortable, we need to, and that sort of thing. But it was really nice to kind of start to feel like, wow, we're on vacation, and it doesn't feel like, oh, we can't go anywhere, we can't do anything because everything shut down because of COVID, and and that sort of thing. Um, so it was nice. It was a very very nice vacation. I'm very grateful that we were able to to take the vacation. I'm very grateful that I got to spend time with you know Jack before he went to camp because we were able to spend a day and a half before he went to camp and then um and then on the way back and then he was with us for another day before he just went back to over to his dad and um it was nice it was really really nice and then to have the time with my husband just him and I while we were checking on Jack I was trying to check in too much but I mean it was nice to be able to be like, hey, how's it going? How's, how's it, you know, that whole thing. But I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud that he tried something new. I just, he made me, I just am so, so proud of the, of the person he is. And he makes me, Want to try harder, right? Like to see what he does and by example, and be like, you know, he put himself out there. I can put myself out there too and try something new uh, because it's real easy to get in your comfort zone, especially after being home for 15, 16 months or whatever it's been. So I'm going to try some new stuff, guys. I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I don't think I'm going to try surfing because I have no balance. However, I feel like that could be really fun to try something new, do some new things and and try some new experiences and put myself out there. Um, But I would say if you're able to take a little vacation somewhere wherever, it was for us, it was a really great experience. I hope that you get the opportunity, if you want to, to do that too, because it's really nice to kind of get out of your own surroundings, especially after everything that we've just been through over the last year and a half or so. So that's just my advice. That's my words of wisdom. And that's a little bit about our little vacation, including a little bit of a Disneyland update. So With that being said, I think I am about done with this podcast for today. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.